friend, and welcome to Becoming Aligned, the podcast with Lauren Ricks. I'm so excited and so honored you are here. This podcast is for you if you are an on-the-go mompreneur looking for a different way of doing life and business, a more God-centered way that feels aligned with how you want to show up in this season of life you are in right now. Because I see you, mama, hustling around the clock, burnt out, and missing out out on all the moments that you thought you would see because you can't let go of the hustle. There is a different way. And in this podcast, we will cover conversations about God and your faith, being an entrepreneur, all things mother, and out of the box thinking. I cannot wait to take you on this journey with me. Hello and welcome back to Becoming Aligned with me, Lauren, and I am so excited to have you here listening to our episode today. I have another guest, Haley, and if you guys have been listening, I have had a couple guests on the last um, couple weeks that have been experts in their field talking about different um, topics to help you grow, start, and scale your business, and I think it's so important for us to like Yes, listen to other people and learn from other people. Um, And that's why I love bringing other experts on because I am not an expert in client um, attraction, which is what Haley is going to be talking about today, which I'm really excited about to learn from you, Haley, about this because there's so many different things out there and so many people out there, right, telling us to do this and do that and do this and do that. And it's nice to have like a process or a way to look at and be like, okay, will this work for me? And then run with it, right? So I have Haley Rowe on today. And Haley, why don't you give us like a little brief intro of you and what you do within your work and even what got you started doing the work you're doing? Absolutely. Thank you for having me. And I am a marketing and sales coach and consultant and also a LinkedIn lead gen service provider. And I got into the coaching world in 2010, got a couple different certifications, didn't know what I wanted to do with it yet, and ended up getting my bachelor's in entrepreneurship, always having a passion for wanting to have my own thing. But after college, I thought to myself, I'm not ready yet to have my own business. And so I ended up working in the startup world and business development and marketing And a lot of the companies that I worked for were in personal development and wellness and things like that. So I really was able to combine my two passions. And then in 2017, one of the startups that I worked for let everybody go all on the same day. And they were dealing with a lot of delays with their equipment and all this, you know, it was just a huge mess. And then I decided, well, what I thought was safe wasn't so safe. And so I'm just going to start my own thing. And I started working one-on-one with individuals on their business growth and client attraction and a lot of the things I was doing at the startup companies. And uh, it was great and I loved it. And so I have been doing that ever since with my Health Coach Nation podcast and the Marketing Hub Facebook group and coaching individuals and all that good stuff. So that's how I got into it. And that's what I do. That's so, It's isn't that so just ironic how not that that happened, right? But how we can think like a day, like, I don't even want to say a day job, but going to like a job, a career that's outside of your own is the safe thing until it's not the safe thing anymore. And it's like, whoa, what I thought was safe wasn't necessarily safe, right? Mm -hmm. So that's crazy. Um, So I know, I want to talk about a few things. One, 
super cool with LinkedIn because I feel like that, I know I did, we didn't talk about this before, but I forgot that you were a LinkedIn lead gen. Um, what did you say? Service provider. That yep. was like service provider. I feel like LinkedIn is something that's like overlooked when it comes to a strategy or like a platform or a community for entrepreneurs, right? So many people are just like focused on social media, social media, social media. And do you just want to like touch on LinkedIn a little bit um, in like yeah. how that can be a platform for people? Because I feel like yeah. it's totally overlooked. Absolutely. I agree. It's underrated because I think a lot of entrepreneurs think, oh, that's just if I wanted to get a job, I would need a LinkedIn account. But the truth is, it's a very low maintenance platform where you can be connecting with potential clients, with potential partners, um, getting visibility opportunities like speaking gigs. And it's a relationship building and networking platform. So rather than it just being for entertainment, like you know Instagram and Facebook, this platform is actually for businesses. And I highly recommend setting up a profile, making connection requests, using it um, to build relationships. And now there's obviously a wrong way to use LinkedIn. I'm sure you guys have seen very long, salesy, pitchy messages in your inbox, um, but there's a right way to use it too. And that is to connect, network, collaborate, You know, ask intentional questions to engage with people and see what they're wanting and needing, provide value. So I am a big fan of it. And um, if anybody has questions about LinkedIn, feel free to reach out. Yeah, I think there's, that's with anything, right? Like there, I don't even like using the words like wrong and right. But even with social media, there's like, uh, I don't like saying wrong and right, but there's a better way to do it and a not so good way to do it. And so that's just cool that like LinkedIn is a really good place to like connect and build relationships with other people who are looking for that and business, right? So cool. Why? Okay, so something I'm I love that you do is this client attraction. Because I feel like this is something too that I know I see a lot of like other entrepreneurs struggling with that they need more clients, right? Like you want to grow a business, you need clients, but how do you attract them in a way that's not icky and salesy and even like having them come to you versus you having to find like feel like you're chasing people or finding people. Um, so I love like, let's talk about that. Because I feel like that's something that like, I, I even am like, there's so many people out there that are looking for what we have, but how do we attract them in a way that isn't us chasing them? Yeah, that's a great, great question. And I think there's different definitions of chasing too. Like I think some people think, oh, well, if I even post a call to action, I'm like being too much. And I think the truth is you got to remember, it is your job to invite. It is your job to be approachable. So um, I want to talk about that a little bit. There's two types of ways you can attract clients. One is what I call like long-term outbound strategies where you're doing things like doing this podcast where people can reach out to you. They can learn from you at their own pace. They can get value and um, things like having a blog that sits there and builds search engine optimization and things like that. But most people, when they start their business, they set up one of those things, like they'll set up a website or something and they'll just expect people to find them and come to them and everything will be hunky dory and they're going to just get clients. But the truth is we need to also have, um, uh, 
more of an approach where we're we are taking the initiative and we're doing it in a permission-based conversational way, but we are taking the initiative and, and that's what we call like a shorter term strategy, right? So what does that look like? Well, I have a system called the four basics of client attraction, and you can learn more about this at haleyrow.com slash client attraction if you want to, but basically it's four steps. Okay. So the first step is to connect and I'll go through each one in a second. Second step is to engage. Third step is to pre-offer and the fourth step is to sell. So not everybody makes it through all four phases. However, these are any marketing platform you pick, any marketing channel you choose, you're going to kind of be going through these four steps no matter which platform it is. It might be in slightly different ways, but that is kind of the principles of marketing right there. So the first step with Connect is, first of all, finding your ideal clients. Where do they hang out? What is the platform you need to be on? And what's going to be the thing you focus on? Because a big mistake with the connecting phase is so many of us set up 10 different things that we're going to do. And then we dabble in all of them kind of halfway and we don't really get anywhere because we just feel defeated. We feel overwhelmed. We stop doing it all together. And then we're not connecting with new leads every week. So for me, I love LinkedIn. That's one of my main ones where I am connecting with new people every single week. But you know, you got to decide what that's going to be for you. I have clients who love local marketing. They do networking mm -hmm. groups. And they they partner with local businesses and refer each other. And that's their main thing. So decide what your main thing is going to be to start with. And then you want to figure out how you're going to engage people. So this comes down to... in asking intentional questions and seeing what your audience wants and needs from you. So this stage is where you might like, so for me on LinkedIn, I might uh, send a connection request where I just show that I exist because LinkedIn, as I said, is a networking platform. So people expect that. And then if they accept my connection request, I might say, hey, it's great to connect and ask an intentional question such as, is there any, I'm curious if there's any, you know, marketing or sales types of content you'd want to see on my page. I'm trying to make my content useful, something like that. So asking a question to get insight from these people about what do they want to need? Or if you're, you know, um, a weight loss coach, you might not ask somebody, Hey, are you looking to lose weight? But you might <laughs> say like, Hey, um, is there any specific, you know, energy based or wellness goals you have? I'm, you know, putting together some free resources and would love your insight or something like that. So asking an intentional question to see how can you help somebody and is somebody interested in any free resources or help or conversation with you. And then the third stage is to pre-offer. So this, I go a lot more into this in my training, but it's basically a freebie or a way that you can mm -hmm. give value or give a quick win and build trust upfront before asking for the sale. Cause what a lot of other, you know, a lot of people tend to skip this step and go straight for the sale, which sometimes works, but sometimes most of the time people are not ready for that. And they need to first get a feel for you and how you can help them and see a quick result or see a quick win in order to go the next phase. Right. So at that point, once they start to get to know you, they do your freebie or whatever it is, that's when you can say, how did it go? You know, are you looking for more support? Would it make sense for you to come to my webinar on Tuesday? Or would it make sense to connect for a discovery call or whatever it is that your sales process is? That might be the next phase, right? 
But as I said before, some people might want to stay in that third phase where they get more pre-offers first before they make it to the sales phase. And what you need to know with all of this is it's a volume, you know, part of it is volume, part of it is quality, part of it is targeting. And so if you're finding you're getting stuck in a certain stage, it could be the messaging, it could be who you're reaching out to, it could be inconsistency, it could be lack of touch points, it could be you just started this last week. Like there could be a right. collection things going on. And so it is more complex than just the four steps I gave you. But what I do want you to walk away with is anytime you get overwhelmed, come back to these four steps and say, are you doing these things? Where are the gaps you think and start addressing them one by one? Yeah. I love that you mentioned at the beginning, the connection piece in the sense of like, you don't have to be on every single platform that, you know, like this person says you need to be on this platform. This one says this one, like if we're doing what every single person is telling us, like you're going to be so like just drawn thin because you're trying to be everywhere instead of like focusing on one or two places and going all in there. Um, so I love that you mentioned that because yeah, so many people think when they're starting a business that we need to be everywhere, but it's like, that's so exhausting. <laughs> right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You can't do it all at once, as they say, you know, start with one, right. create a system around it and then go to the next one. Or if it's easy to repurpose or kind of follow the same steps on more than one platform, you can always, you can, of course, do that. But I think so many people get defeated before they even start just because they sign up for everything all at once and they jump around. And then that's what we don't want to do. Yeah, I totally can relate to that. Um so would that be what I know in your form, it talked about um, your business equation to doubling your sales. Would that be kind of what you were talking about? No. So that's a little bit different. So I want to talk okay. about where, so most people when they're starting a business, they think I got to be putting out a lot of content. I got to be working on my logo. I got to be optimizing. My website it has to be perfect and beautiful. And they're spending time sometimes on busy work as opposed to what yeah. is actually going to generate them clients. And what is uncomfortable but true is that your time is best spent making valuable offers. And most people don't know how to do that or don't know who to make it to or don't know how to find the people to nurture to make it to. But at the end of the day, the person who spent two hours making good, valuable, personal offers is going to be way more accomplished in their business and getting more sales than the person who spent two hours making an Instagram graphic for five followers who follow them, right? <laughs> so yeah. the business equation is the number of offers or pre-offers because pre-offers can still be an offer. That's like your lead magnet or maybe you pitching yourself for a podcast. Like it could be an offer. I'll define what that is in a second, but it's making offers minus the no's equal your results. Okay. So okay. the num so offers could be you making an offer for a freebie, you making a call to action in one of your posts that is for a call or for a live you're going to host or whatever. You are going to a networking event and inviting somebody to connect for a coffee chat. It, it could be, there's there's more than one way we define offers, but you need to be doing those things so that it's not just up in the air about like, do you even have any pending opportunities? <laughs> so that's right. the first thing, spending your time making offers, intentional. And then the no's minus the no's. So I think a lot of people are afraid to make offers in the first place because they're afraid of the rejection. But the truth is, 
you have to, you know, the more no's you get, the more insight you can get about why. And the faster then you're going to be able to get clients in the future because you know, oh, I know that everybody's not resonating with this offer because X, Y, Z, or this objection is something that keeps coming up. Maybe I need to make a marketing material about that. Or um, they said no, because it's finances. So I need to be better about anchoring my price or whatever. So the no's are valuable, valuable information. And the key is to not use the no's against yourself. Like, oh my God, I'm a loser or they rejected me. They don't like me. Use it as data to make your future offers better. And if you want to create the result you want, we have to do the math or start to get a clear, clear idea of like, what is kind of in general, your, you know, number of offers you have to make to get the results you want. And you won't know that until you start getting no's. So you know what your conversion rate is. And then you can create a more predictable business when you know that, because a lot of times we just think, oh, I'll I'll reach out to 10 people or I'll reach out to 10 podcast hosts and I'll get on 10 podcasts. But that's not how it works. And you have to start to get the data so you can be better at predicting what you're going to, you know, make this quarter and that kind of thing. Yeah, I love that. And I actually just did a podcast um, a couple of weeks ago on that in the sense of like, I created this offer thinking it was like what my person wanted and like nobody was signing up for it. And then I was like, okay, I'm going to actually go ask these women that I'm talking to that are my ideal person and all of them, like what they, their feedback back to me, it was like, that's not what I created. <laughs> wow. So it's like, yeah. you know, like aligning, like the the meat and potatoes of the creation was the same, but how I delivered the package was different. So it's so important for us to like do that little bit of market research and look at like, okay, if people aren't saying yes to it, let's look at why, like, what are they wanting? What are they looking for? What do they want to invest in? Um, And creating Mm -hmm. stuff for that. So that's so smart. And I love how you said like your offers can be freebies. They can be like, um, you reaching out and doing like podcast interviews with people, like offers can be so many different, like encompasses so much than just like your course or your paid experience. Right. So that's something to think about for a lot of you who are listening for like offers have to be something that's like this huge grand thing, but really it can be like the freebie you create that starts it all. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Everybody goes through different phase of offer. Like maybe they're in the freebie now and now they're getting asked to, you know, what's the next step, right? But yeah, and I love the point you made about your program and getting feedback because I did the same thing when I first started out. I wrote this 200-page ebook and I was like, "Wow, this is so amazing." <laughs> I did not get any market research. I just did it cuz I wanted to do it. And then I put it out and one person bought and I was like, Oh, of course, (laughs) of course. (laughs) So you do have to get that feedback. And I think it's really important to highlight. You don't just want to say, you know, what do you want when it comes to your health? You really want to get clear, like what problems would you actually pay to solve? Like be honest, be real. This is safe zone. Like, or what would cause you to hesitate to work with a coach or whatever it is? Like you really do want to get that kind of uncomfortable information because if you're just keeping it surface level, you know, people are a bit, might say, well, yeah, that sounds like a pretty good idea. But if they're not super serious about it, then it's not necessarily quality feedback. So just make sure you're digging a little bit with those questions. Yeah, I love that. What would you say would be 
client generating activities versus busy work? Because I know we kind of talked about this before, but like when you look at like, okay, what are actual tasks that would be bringing in clients versus the Canva busy work? (laughs) Yes, definitely. So usually client generating activities fall into one of the four basics of client attraction. So either connecting with your potential clients or partners, engaging them in conversations, having networking calls, having discovery calls, having intro conversations, connecting people with other people. So bringing value to others, um, pre-offers. So bringing your freebie out there, promoting your freebie, et cetera. Um, and then sales calls or creating a webinar, things like that, that you're going to reuse, right? Um, what's not a client generating activity would be things like overthinking about your content before you post it and spending like hours creating content. Cause if you had to pick between creating content and like talking to humans, I would pick the talking to humans for right now. If that's, if you can't do both, like I would pick that. <laughs> um, but if you can, it, content could be a great way for people to stalk you a little bit and see what you're about, but you, that doesn't mean you need to be posting all the time. So that's the other thing is I see people like prioritizing posting over other things and then never get to other things or like even providing value, so much value to your um, clients and like forming a referral program or something like that, that would be a way better use of your time too, because that keeps clients coming back and spreads the word, helps you spread the word, et cetera. So content can sometimes be one people fall into obsessing about graphics, logos, things they don't need yet. So spending thousands on a website before you've had proof of concept about what people actually want and need from you before you build the website so you know what you're actually messaging on the website is important. Um, and then things that are like, I see a lot of people like over scheduling, over planning, and then actually not doing it or over learning, over consuming, like listening to so many podcasts, but then taking no action on it, not scheduling it into your calendar, et cetera. So making sure you're not just doing that. And then the last thing is mental drama. So we can make a plan for ourselves and go do it. And it could be drama free and we can get it done. It's not necessarily hard to, for example, open your computer and, you know, send an email. What makes it hard is all the like, well, I don't know if this is the best way to say it. Well, I, what if they don't reject me? Well, what if I get too busy and all like 10 people respond to me at once? Like we add these problems that don't exist (laughs) or overthink the whole process. And then we drain ourselves and we don't get it done. So um, that would be another way that we tend to fall into that trap. I wish you guys could see me. I'm like literally over here shaking my head like, yes, 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 all those things. I literally have a topic that I want to talk about about implementation because we can fall into buying all the courses, getting all the freebies, listening to all the podcasts. And like, that is great, but that doesn't necessarily give us clarity around what we should do next. And it doesn't help us implement. It just like overcomplicates and overwhelms our brain that probably is already overwhelmed and overcomplicating everything. So um, I love that you mentioned that because that's so true. Um, Is there anything else that you would love to um, leave my followers with like any tips or anything like start here? If you're starting a business, what would be like your first do this to bring in like your first five clients or your first client or something like that? Yeah, That's a great, great question. So 
the first thing I would do actually is if you want to bring in your next client, write down all the reasons why you think you don't have your, your first or next client yet. And write down, if I told you, you have to do this by tomorrow, what would your brain come up with? That would be the lowest hanging fruit. So in other words, I had a client who we started coaching together and she was missing so many opportunities because just within like two or three weeks, she had a $2,400 life coaching client because she just started a referral program with her current clients. So it's, it's, there's probably opportunities right in front of you that you're missing that are like, duh, why wouldn't I? Have you never shared what you've done on your social media profile? Like, have you never uh, asked for a referral? Have you ever offered a free mini session to like give someone the experience of your service and then see if they want more? Like there's probably a lot of ideas that you haven't touched on yet that you could, that could get you unstuck, could get you in momentum and could be a low hanging fruit to at least start with. So that's my tip is do a brain dump of why do you think you're not already there? And that will give you what you need to either create a strategy for or a mindset reframe for. So if you wrote down, I I don't think I'm there because I don't know, I don't even know what I'm offering. Okay, well, obviously that sounds like the first step. (laughs) Got to figure out what you're offering, right? Um, So, and then the other thing that I would share is um, make a realistic plan for yourself. So don't, you know, if you're not used to time batching and, you know, scheduling your day and stuff, pick one thing to start with that's going to take you probably 30 minutes. Don't put on your to-do list something that causes you to feel defeated right before you even start. Like, I'm going to update my whole website today. Like, start with, I'm going to update the headline on my homepage on my website. (laughs) So break it down for yourself as well. I love that because that can be why so many people don't even start because it's like, I'm going to create my whole course in one day. Right. (laughs) Okay. Let's be realistic. Um, So I love that. Those are so great. Um, Where can they find you? I will put all the links down below, but if you want to share them that way, they can um, go check you out while they're listening too. For sure. So I'm on Instagram at Haley underscore row H A I L E Y underscore R O W E. I have a free um, book your next paying clients class that will teach you how to do it without posting 24 seven at haleyrowcom slash client hyphen attraction, the health coach nation podcast, which Lauren is going to be on very soon and the marketing hub, Facebook group for business owners. That's at facebook.com slash groups slash the marketing hub group. And I think those are all the places. Perfect. Well, I will be joining that group the marketing hub. I feel like that would be helpful. So you'll see me in there. Um, Otherwise, thank you so much for your time. This was so good. So like tactical, which is really helpful, because I feel like people need the tactical as well as like the mindset piece that need the like, what should I do next? So this was very helpful on that. So thank you so much for your time. Thank you. And we will we will talk to you guys in the next one.